Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> same situation. Wisely. Uh, this time, Hell in a Cell. Oh my gosh. I now blame wrestling for our tardiness. <laughs> uh, but now the subject had to take some thinking on. Um, and today we're talking all about, uh, multidimensional... Ideas, not necessarily the fourth and the fifth, but because there's so many different ideas of what outside our own is that we kind of have to, I don't know, learn the concept. But there's going to be a lot of our theorizing and what we've learned because it's we can't measure or we can't even comprehend a dimension beyond our own, yeah. what we are right now. And technically, we are in the third dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... <laughs> This is the episode all about today. Yeah, and a little disclaimer that um, just so like you know you don't we don't they don't come at us with the pitchforks and all that stuff. Um, so this this episode is going to be a lot like Isaac said of theorized stuff. There is not like a hundred percent concrete information on this. This is just a lot of what people um, psychics what um, you know what are they called the quantum healer people have gathered from people like all of that kind of stuff like and even dolores cannon has mentioned it a lot of psychics talk about it so this is a lot of theorized theories and stuff that people have gotten and kind of like thought about so i'm not saying that none of this might be right but this is a lot of stuff that doesn't have is this right? Is this wrong? Because no one really knows yet. And that's the glory of this subject is that um, while there's little pieces here and there that are researched and kind of like figured out, um, some of it isn't. So take that whole, with a grain of salt. Yeah. In sense. And the whole reason I brought up this idea anyway was because of what I have been doing. Yeah. And for reference, if you didn't listen to last episode at the end of it, um, I'll bring it up again. In case this is your first time. Um, my ability uh, allows me to pull energy from where I can see and where I am, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that also correlates with energy I can see through things, i.e. a phone or a computer. If I can visually see in real time what's happening to you on the other side, it doesn't matter if you're in another room or across the world, I can pull the energy through the phone, essentially, visually, like a FaceTime or or any kind of like that. And I've only practiced this a couple of times. But, and it's a story at the end, by the way, that's in correlation with all this, but I'll say it towards the end. But, um, yeah, it it feels like after that uh, situation with my friend Cameron of how whatever I did, I pulled through the phone, something that was his place to mine created almost a, a tear uh, in space and time that allowed me to smell his room. Yeah. And that was extremely strange. Like, the smell from his room brought it to my room. Yeah, and that, I, like, me personally, I wasn't able to smell it. So, and I was in the room. And th- and there's a lot more theories behind what's going on, and believe me, oh, there's every time we figure something out, there's about 100 more questions about what's going on. Yeah. So, but the whole concept of it made me think of uh, the idea of, like, four dimensions or at least the 4d in the fourth dimension and i remember neil degrasse tyson one of the smartest men in the world talked about how monsters inc of all plates concepts yeah was four dimensionally 
scientifically correct of how they would open the door and you would go into another place. But if the door closed and you went around it, there was nothing there. Like literally, if you open the door, the access way to the kid's room was there. But if you walked around the other side of the door, that was uh, not, I guess the, you know, open the door, right? Mm -hmm. If you went around the other side, you wouldn't see inside the room. But if you went to the other side where the door is open, you would. Dang. So that had a whole concept of four dimensions. Now, the reason why I brought that up in the first place is because if I'm pulling from one place and then I'm visually looking at the other, I'm not astral projecting. I'm not remote viewing in because um, what I'm pulling, I can't have to see in front of me. So essentially, it turned my phone and his phone that were, of course, across the state back to back. So I, I kind of created a bridge like I folded the space between each other and allowed me to do that. And I think doing that created that, I don't know, condition of, of like a tear essentially that allowed whatever was in his room to mine. Yeah. Now I've also done this with other people, other psych psychics, other uh, people who've asked, including the story at the end. But, um, and I say across the world, uh, PETA, with her investigation she does in Australia. Mm -hmm. Mind you, this is a different time zone. Yeah. Um, I have seen what she's doing, and I pull things from where she is in Australia to here. So it doesn't matter the distance, as long as I can see. Now, that would made me entirely um, wondering about how fourth and fifth dimension ideas work. And what we know as to so far is that my theory, and this has been backed up by other scientists and other psychics and stuff like that is that the fourth dimension is time mm -hmm. time and space but in order to view for 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 the fourth dimension you have to go to above it which is the fifth dimension and the only way that's the only thing where you can view other dimensions that are lower is if you're higher because mm -hmm. we can perceive 2d and 1d dimensions because mm -hmm. we can see it because we're in the third dimension mm -hmm. but our physical bodies and our mind is un, they can't, what's the word? They can't fathom mm -hmm. uh, the fourth dimension, right? Because mm -hmm. we, I mean, imagine you're here now, wherever you are, but you're also 10 years old, but you're also 80 years old mm -hmm. at the same time yeah. in the fourth dimension. Moving through time for a fourth dimensional being, essentially, is as simply as opening a book and reading to the next page or getting up and walking to the next room. Mm -hmm. That is the concept for them. And that's why I always theorize that spirits, ghosts, demons, all that stuff live on the fourth dimension. Is why time, almost as most of them, like say residual spirits, is the same thing over and over again. They're technically whenever they're dead and they're repeating the, the thing over and over again. But we're in our time. But they're happening at the same time to them. And it is happening at the same time. It's happening in the early 1800s and it's happening in 2022 at the same time in the fourth dimension. Yeah. And that is a concept that blows everyone's minds when they think about it. Yeah. And if you go higher to the fifth dimension, you'll be able to look down to the fourth. That's why a fourth dimensional being can't see above, but they can see us. Yeah. And that's why they can move through time and stuff like that, especially why um, spirits could technically be here and they can be there and they can travel through space essentially so easily and so fast. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's what we so far learned. Now, your physical body and your mind is incapable of concepting the fourth and fifth dimension, but your soul, your 
your consciousness, the essence that you are, can go to the fourth and fifth dimension mm -hmm. because you're, the essence of you is multidimensional. Yeah. Now, what's even weirder is something I learned the other day is that in the fourth dimension of time and space, if you're viewed down from the fifth, you also can view every decision never made or has been made, i.e. the multiverse. For, for in order for things to exist, you have to see them as everything at all at the same time, every decision not made. So the multiverse essentially is an ideal concept that can be viewed from the fifth dimension. Your higher so, self. In a sense. That's why your higher self is connected to all your past lives or even all the other versions of yourself. Dang. I don't know. I I mean, the, the whole multiverse thing, yeah, that... I always thought it was kind of iffy about it, but after my episodes, uh, the Deezer things I used to have, and then um, what Cameron, what my friend learned to do by shifting through different uh, realities, essentially, different versions of himself. I think I told that before on, yeah. the, on a different, I forgot what episode. But uh, I'm starting to, yeah, think that there is other versions of myself that does has done different things. But um, I can't access that. Some people can, or who can shift to other realities or other versions of themselves. But we're talking about dimensions here. So, yes. Um, what a fifth dimensional being would be is what we concept as a god mm -hmm. who can view all time, all space, be everywhere, and be nowhere at the same time. Right? Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. And the fifth dimensional beings are essentially what people think is aliens, right? Mm -hmm. How they can, they're multidimensional beings. Their physical bodies allow them to travel through multiple dimensions and go up or down. Um, and I know you have a story. Oh, God. Of you meditating probably to the fifth dimension. And this is where it goes in with the idea that uh, psychics as yourself and people who can tap into the fourth and fifth see things differently and, and see things that they can't comprehend mm -hmm. why you get visions why you get glimpses of the future why you get um, messages and stuff like that you're getting stuff on the fourth dimension because time and space is easy as flipping through so that's why you see something in the future but doesn't you can't comprehend why because mm -hmm. you're in third dimension but th those thoughts the images that you're given are from the fourth mm -hmm. without any concept of why yeah um and that was a theory that I was playing around with, is that if you can't physically go to the fourth and fifth, your consciousness, your essence of yourself can, but you're still imprisoned, per se. Yeah, because you have that cord, essentially, the invisible cord keeping you from your well, body. to your mind. And how our minds comprehend stuff like that is we can't. Yeah. Hence why when we see things in the fourth and fifth dimension, we can't comprehend them. Yeah. And that's kind of... Like for me, if you've been listening to the the podcast from the very beginning, you consistently hear me talk about my dreams and how I astro because when you astro project, you can kind of move between the four D. I I want to say like you stay on the four D. Like you sometimes will go up to the five D, but you stay on the four D, and. uh so when I go to sleep, like literally, I wish, I wish I could like 
put something where people could see like exactly what I see like when I go um on the astral plane and light and sometimes obviously I don't remember but um okay so when I you know like go to sleep I could I could feel myself like literally leaving my body in a sense consistently and well, that's why a much strong meditation can get you to get answers say from the spirit guides and and um say messages and stuff like that with psychics so we always say meditation grounds you and it's like that yeah. brings you back to reality because you're going somewhere else technically yeah which is crazy because i have a hard time i meditate but it's i have a hard time making time for meditation if that makes sense i need to start doing that and even like readings that i've gotten recently that's one of the main things that they have told me is like megan focus on meditation meditation so there was this one time, like, I feel, I keep feeling like I know more than what I have in my head and, like, psychic-wise, not, like, you know, like, person-wise, I guess you could say, like, more, like, psychic-wise. Right. It's hard to explain. Anyways, <laughs> so I feel like I know more, like, I have more messages and stuff like that, but I can't tap into it. So there was one day... Where I was, because I get a lot of messages in the shower for whatever reason. Water is a big thing for me, anyways. Um, and I was in the shower, and I kept getting, "Well, why don't you try almost astral projecting, but in between the state of awake and asleep, right?" And so I had this idea to meditate, get myself there, and then have um, Isaac ask me questions. And so where I was kind of in this meditated state and I would just go with answers anyways. Um, so I had a hard time, like rationalizing in my head about like, you know how people say there's like different, um, higher beings like the Lyrans or like Octurians and stuff like that. They're kind of like uh, alien higher beings, right? Mm. That some some psychics get messages, you know, frequently from. Anyways, I had never seen anything. There was some stuff that were that like resonated with me. Anyways, so I go into this thing and I kind of basically force myself into meditation, like into a deep meditation. And I get myself there and I'm laying there and it felt like I was dreaming, but I wasn't dreaming. I was like a awake. I don't know how to describe it. And I had they basically brought me to i was on this it almost looked like a pillar in this in the in the clouds i was on this gold pillar and there were seats all around and sitting there was my spirit guides then what i would say was a lyran i call her the lyran general it sounds so crazy when i talk <laughs> about it like i know people are like well, what the hell? No one comes but, to this podcast to hear normal things. I know. But anyway, <laughs> so there it was like this woman the liar in general. I don't I don't even know. I don't know. Um and uh it was like some of my ancestors and stuff like that. And I was like, um I remember I had asked Isaac had asked me questions like how many times um, you know, if you believe in past lives and reincarnation, like how many times have I reincarnated? 
how many times, you know, what, what is the goals like, you know, like the future kind of um, hold for our team, hold for the podcast for us individually. Um, And I was asking, you know, this, this team of people. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, So I, I had talked to the Lyran general and it was crazy. Like when she was talking to me, it sounded like singing but i telepathically was getting what she was saying like like how we talk it was telepathic is how anyways so i got out of that and um a couple months later this was recent um now um a couple months after that took place which would put us like right like two weeks ago from today that i did this i did a huge apparently there was a hex that was on me health wise and I had removed it. And I had done this big, like, cleansing thing of, like, you know, like, cleansing myself with different, like, salt baths and stuff like that. And I started going into this vision, of course, in the water. And it was, I was walking, because for me, where I meet my spirit guides, anybody that goes and, you know, starts doing stuff with their abilities and you meet your spirit guides, I feel like there's a place that is considered home to you. And for me, it's the forest at night, which is funny that most of our investigations occurred in forest and night. When we, which know, I don't like because of the spiders. <laughs> when we were actively investigating, but um, that was like my, like, I guess, home feeling. It's these big, like, almost like Pacific Northwest, like looking trees, and there's an opening and there's mountains. And it's this bluish, greenish, like, night sky, right? And I start walking down this path, and these two wolves meet me side by side. And I could feel, like, the head of the wolf in my hands. Like, as I'm walking, like, I'm petting its head. And all of a sudden, a black panther goes behind me. And it's kind of ironic because a lot of the times the wolf spirit guides you and if you look up the spiritual meaning of a black panther, it's like confidence and a, a high protection and stuff like that. So um, I'm walking and then I go into this clearing and inside of this clearing is, of course, my spirit guides, my like ancestors, the same kind of setup. And I remember, you know, I was asking them questions and stuff and it seemed like 45 minutes in the vision. But in actual time, it was like 10 minutes. So, and that's the thing is like time is different on 4D and 5D, you know? Mm. So um, before I left out of the vision, um, the Lyran general, and it looks exactly like when you look up Lyran people or Lyran, Lyran entities, it was verbatim what she looked like. She had a like golden hue around her, but she um had like a, I don't know if it's a cheetah or like a lion head. It uh people well, you gotta call Lyran for a reason. Yeah, people are probably like, what the actual heck? Um, yeah. It was hard for me to like wrap around my head that I saw that, but then I knew like, you know, I've been having I've had this type of stuff happen to me for the longest time, so I know I wasn't making that crap like that stuff up. And so, um, you know, before I left, uh, she asked if I had felt better after the cleansing. And I was like, yes, you know. And then as I was 
she reached out her hand and she goes, well, it wasn't really a hand, whatever, you know. <laughs> no, it was like a, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, right. anyway. um, like, you know, are you ready? And I was like, uh, for, for what? For, for, for what? Like, and she goes, yeah, I think you're ready. And then the two wolves and the panther led me out of the, the forest. So what I'm ready for, nah, I don't know what mm. that is. So I don't know if that's like maybe maybe investigating more, maybe going to more intense places, maybe uh, helping people, which is kind of crazy because the story towards the end, this happened right before the story that took that's going to take place at the end of this episode. That's going to go into somebody that we helped recently. Yeah. And so, well, this would also led me to the theory that, um, I think I cracked a code, but why Mike on a mm -hmm. paranormal team was able to get such powerful messages and travel to the site so easily during his time in anesthesia and surgery. Mm -hmm. And the what I discovered, and it's probably not something new to some people, but it was new to us, is that the same thing happened to me when anesthesia, my body was numbed and knocked out, separated from my mind. Mm -hmm. Hence why I was able to go where I wanted to go and speak to my grandfather from the time I was in a Cheyenne spirit warrior and why he gave me the name and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but my mic spent so much time because his surgeries were longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like and five, six hours. That's what gave me the idea, or at least what I the epiphany you would say, is that when your body is fully disconnected from your mind, when you're numbed up to the T that you can't feel your body anymore, you can travel up into the fifth dimension and stare down to the fourth and get all these messages, get all this information. And the beings there can either help or tell you, hey, hey what the fuck are you doing up here? You know, mm -hmm. um, like a Lyran woman in the fifth dimension, she probably recognized you. And that's why she kind of said, OK, this person is allowed to be here. Well, I think I there had to be a message, I think. That I don't know that I needed to know. I don't know. I mean, every time I had those visions, stuff started taking off in terms of abilities, in terms of like getting more opportunities with the podcast, doing more things with our abilities and kind of like leveling up. So I think I get like a glimpse of it because that's the thing with psychics too. I think they are able to um, go up and see you down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how they're able to get things. Yeah. And that, that's what is uh, worth theorizing right now. Yeah. Is why it, it is capable. Yeah. People who are psychically in tuned, let's say, mm -hmm. right? Their consciousness and to their connection to realities outside our own are very strong. Mm -hmm. Now, does everyone have an ability to? Yeah. But psychics have that easier access. Mm -hmm. Somewhat their mind is connected to the other side. Is why you can see them, the spirits, you can talk to them. And I think that's why if you notice a lot of psychics, when they have life uh, near-death experiences, they it's like they're it's like they peel a layer off their third eye and their like their abilities just go crazy. Um, even with me, when I think about it, when I kind of basically um, when I had my son and I lost all that blood and I could literally see like white mist and I could hear people. I mean, I was like fading and I could hear people 
up there like talking like no Megan go back down go back down like and it wasn't the nurses um and I had Mike read that situation because I was like did did I like almost die and he was like yeah you were on the path to crossing over to the other side like you were on you were almost there you lost too much blood and um so yeah so that's what I think too is like when when I mean there's a lot of psychics when they experience life after death or not life after death I keep going there but when they <laughs> keep your death your death experiences it's like it amplifies because they have that moment where they're looking up and then looking down yeah. and they're able to it's almost like they make a connection so they're able to almost consistently go into that connection now i always feel that the study of the fourth fifth dimensions would be the uh access way of acknowledging the paranormal because scientists are studying the ideas of the fourth and fifth dimension yeah and correlating not exclusively but psychics and mediums are doing the same thing will have been for a while mm -hmm. so when science and the paranormal can finally bridge like i want yeah. them to um then the proving of existence of the supernatural, at least the spiritual side, will be more easier when they start figuring ways to view the fourth and fifth dimension, mm -hmm. which uh, is almost impossible. It's still theorized right now. Yeah. Now, something interesting mm -hmm. that NASA discovered. Ooh. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen the picture of the gravitational pull of the Earth, right? It almost, you got like the ball, and you got the giant, almost like big old M hoop, uh, hoop, hoop hoop thing mm -hmm. right of the energy of the magnetic pull around earth our magnetic field yeah it goes from our, our south pole to our north pole and they connect and it, it spreads out and that mm -hmm. creates the gravitational pull hence why things that get into our atmosphere get pulled in mm -hmm. when they go through you know our, our gravitational field yeah that same thing exists in our solar system around the sun that's why all the planets are moving around the sun same mm -hmm. gravitational pull now they discovered the same pull in the universe Dang. around a black hole. The black hole is the center, and it is pulling all these other solar systems into it as a gravitational pull. If you want to go in higher, what's outside of that? Yeah. Right? And that was the idea of uh, a concept of... Uh, dimensions in a sense like mm -hmm. that. If we can go through space and get there. But um, we're finding easier access if we're just trying to do it the way we're doing. Well, another thing, too, that I find very interesting that is being talked about with psychics more and more um, is like when they're channeling and they're getting information and stuff like that. There's one specific psychic. I think her name is called Vampire Virgo, but I'm not sure on TikTok. <laughs> um, she, she, she's super interesting. And, um, and that's what, you know, you as like listeners too, when you start diving into psychics and stuff like that, not every psychic you're going to agree with, not every psychic, you know, you're going to resonate with. So, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. Like, you know, not every psychic I agree with, like on certain subjects, but, um, it's kind of interesting when you start hearing, and that's the cool thing about like social media and stuff like that now, is that everyone can put their ideas out there and it's helping us almost like collectively find things with the paranormal and, you know, psychics and stuff like that. But one thing she talks about 
consistently is wormholes. Like when she channels people, she goes into wormholes and gets spit out in, you know, the showing of a past life or whatever. And I found that interesting. I have not dealt with that. But like I said, I need to focus a lot more on channeling that kind of stuff and meditating. Um, I keep getting, you know, like I'll get more information if I start doing that. And it's just, you know, being a mom and stuff sometimes. <laughs> Finding a quiet moment where I can relax my mind enough to go do that is hard sometimes. And you guys have heard us say it repeatedly on this on this podcast that our son is not on a normal sleep schedule. So it's hard sometimes, you know, with that. But um, but yeah, and then there's even some people that talk about like when they go on the astral plane, they go through wormholes or even they black holes. And I'm like, that's interesting. Well, uh, the idea of the wormhole was a way to cut space in half. Say us traveling through light speed will take long if we don't invent the uh, light engine and able to do so. You know, go across and it, 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 it in the idea of time in space mm-hmm. uh, is is it, it blows your mind that you can only see ever far time allows, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody viewing our earth from a billion light years away is viewing it a billion light years ago. Yeah. Maybe why no one ever sees uh, aliens look at Earth and just see dinosaurs and whatever else is here versus actual mankind and what the future is. Yeah. But then also has the question, if they're smart enough to see that far away, you think they would have invented also to speed up what's actually happening? Yeah. So, um, but no, that's how space and time works is that the farther away you go, the more a time ago it was. So that's why if we were to travel, you know, ever how many years away and come back. That's how many years has passed. Yeah. So if you left in your current physical body in your 20s and you leave and go a million light years away and travel that time, you come back, it's a million years later. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It Like this concept, that's why it took so long. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you because it itches my brain. Like it makes my brain go like. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people like, oh, yeah, yeah. sparks in your brain going off. <laughs> Yeah, literally, that was me the whole time. Like, you could even ask Isaac. Like, I would research. Like, I have no notes this time because I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go off what comes to me because, yeah. And um, so I kept trying to make notes, and I was like, oh, my brain is like, like, it's hard. It's hard to rationalize a lot of this stuff. Um. But I feel like the subject is important because a lot of psychics are talking more about it. Um, It's being brought into like typical, you know, this used to be kind of more of those rabbit hole subjects, but now it's bringing more into what is now. But what I was saying is that this is where the concept of wormhole comes in. Yeah. It was basically cutting the space in half. So instead of traveling the million light years it takes you to Mm -hmm. get from one place to the other, the wormhole would allow it to bridge. And yeah. you wouldn't have to travel that distance of space, just go through one point to the other. Mm-hmm. Almost like a portal, like Dr. Strange's portals and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's you know. That's he funny. creates space yeah. and time in fourth dimension to allow someone from a certain part of the world into this part. And that's how he does it. So, um, yeah, a lot of scientific stuff goes into Marvel movies every now and then. And people just kind of go right over their head with. Yeah. But anyway, no, that's what a wormhole does. So if someone's using a wormhole psychically, they are traveling through different time and space to get to someplace quicker. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So, uh, the same concept 
allows. Now, speaking of portals and wormholes, um, it's time for the story. Ooh. Okay. So I think how we should tell us, you should tell them the first time you pulled and then what I got psychically and then go back to what you did after I told you what I got psychically. Now, like I said, I've been practicing with pulling things through phones that people asked me to do. Mm-hmm. I've done it with Ann Cameron. I've done it with a few other people. Like I said, with PETA at her uh, location and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not a new concept for me, but having you help with that and channeling and at least remote viewing does help me pinpoint exactly where I'm looking instead of just, you know, feel around. You give me the point of view of where you're you are in your home and I try to find something. Yeah. So uh, our friend Barry. Yeah. Shout out to Barry. uh, Barry Rick, the man with two first names. (laughs) Um, He reached out to us for help. Because he was dealing with something in his apartment. Yeah. Um, that he couldn't concept with. And from what he's told me, it probably followed him from wherever uh, it originated from. He said from a chair that might have been a haunted object that attached itself to him and followed him. Now, he was in an apartment with his uh, his kids, his yeah. his son, right? I can't remember. Uh, I think it's... He's probably it's like, I remember. Yeah, his son and his family, I think. Yeah. Like his... So he's a retired guy, lives on his own, but... This whatever the spirit was in his place was always uh, causing havoc, mm-hmm. tearing apart his room, messing mm-hmm. things around, stuff like that. Just being complete a hole, right? Mm-hmm. And his nephew actually would see some of this stuff. Yes. Um. So that made me think, beloved, at human spirit. Yeah. Right. So we got in contact. He, sh- he showed me around the apartment, and I found something, uh, in his bedroom towards the closet door. I pulled it. Wasn't that bad. I said, okay, if something happens and we're good, how many days later did he call us back? Okay, so what happened next was, because um, I originally was supposed to remote view in for the first time Isaac called him, and I was like, I- I'm I'm not getting a clear picture. You need to, like, talk to him first and see if you can give me any kind of anything, right? And Isaac had said he got it. And, of course, um, I always message to make sure everything's good and he goes yeah i know isaac definitely got something but i feel like the thing is still here because the next day it must have you know like whatever isaac pulled must have been something else but it his entire room was in disarray the next day yeah so i said okay well i've talked to him he sent me a picture of his room which I can do it without pictures, but it's like it seals that connection 100% if I see a picture, if that makes sense. Because I was remote viewing using Google Maps from the address he gave me, and I kept going to another area of the subdivision or wherever he's at. And I was like, I I couldn't, like, make that connection. So I said, if you could send me a picture, I'll see if I can get it. And I kept getting under the bed, like, under the bed. and I was like. Okay. And so um, I told Barry, you know, like, don't worry, we'll get this. Like, you know, uh, give me like, like 24 hours to fully get my information. And I kept telling Isaac, like, this is what I see. I keep seeing under the bed. And I keep seeing almost like it goes from like 
the third, because Barry's on the second floor, right? Yeah. I keep seeing, like, going down, going up, going down, going up, going down, going up. Like, I just keep seeing this thing going from apartment to apartment, down, up, side to side, like, everywhere. Like, it's just, it flows. And I said, I think when you did it, when he did the video thing with you, it wasn't in the apartment at the time. It was, I don't know, up, down, side, side. I don't know. But it was in another apartment. It was going up, down, wherever. Which... Brings us to night two. Yeah. I was trying to do something. So one of the things that I have, I guess, acquired to learn to do with my abilities is keep things there, I guess. So I remote viewed and I basically and I saw this thing and it literally looked like and I basically set up this thing where I was like anything in here that has any type of ill will cannot leave the apartment whatever whatever right um and it needs to stop going up and down you need to stop going up and down side to side i remember like of course the thing was mocking me and mocking isaac but it was just this black amoeba looking weird thing like um i don't know if anybody's ever seen the what is it, the stink bubble thing from spongebob it wasn't a bubble but it it was like that it was very flowy like smoke you can see a lava lamp kind of thing yeah like a lava lamp thing. Yeah. and but it had like if you guys know from alice in wonderland the cashmere cat it had cheshire. the cheshire cat sorry yeah. cashmere what did i say i don't that? know, I don't know. <laughs> anyways um it had the same teeth and it was like no eyes but it was like it, it, you could kind of see the eyes because it was like in the shadow but it was like it was uh, it was weird it was like it would almost like like go like as it would talk right and I was like, look, Barry doesn't want you here in the apartment anymore. You cannot be here, but you need to stay here because you've been warned multiple times with not only us, but you've been warned by other, you know, like psychics, other things to get out of the apartment and you have not. So you cannot do this to Barry anymore. You're causing, you know, bad stuff. And obviously the nephew doesn't want to see you. So you can know this isn't, you know, and I basically was able to set up like a protection shield to keep it there. From running, basically. Now, from my point of view, yeah. Um, I remote, I remote viewed. I a video called with Barry, and I told him Megan says it's under the bed, right? We, he gave me the POV of his apartment again, trying to find anything in there. Now, the second he put me under the bed, I pulled something that was strong. The first time I pulled something, and it was like, oh, it it took a lot out of me, like mm-hmm. thick smoke, heavy sand. How I would describe the the strength of a spirit. Sand mm-hmm. is very hard. Smoke is. Eh, average in a sense like that. So heavy smoke, light sand. And you were telling me, no, it's still in the bed. So I was like, crap. And I was like, if this is strong, I'm going to need a backup, which I use Moldavite. Which, if you know anything about Moldavite, it's an amplifying stone. It amplifies the abilities. And it amplifies mine in the sense of turning my hand, essentially, that has a power level, say, of a handgun, into a bazooka. It over <laughs> it overcharges it. Yeah. And this is a big piece of Moldavite I have. Uh-huh. So I had it near me just in case. So I said, hey, let's go to the bed again. And the second I put, yeah, I put, he put it under the bed again and he showed me the camera view and I was looking. I felt it again, but it was strong. And I was like, okay, I got to get this, whatever is here. And I put my hand, I, I reached out and I pulled. But when I was pulling, it felt like I was sticking my hand in a swirling pit of sand, like the thickness and the strength of it. And it was, it was causing me pain. It was shooting up my entire forearm. To even try and pull this, and I felt like I wasn't even getting it. So I grabbed a piece of Moldavite and I focused it and I pulled, and it literally the pain level was so strong. And then the thought of it's a portal, 
came in my head and I thought I got to close this. So I imagined my hand grabbing the top of like, say a circle of cylinder. And I remember squeezing it close with my ability, like squeezing, 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 squeezing. And I pulled that energy and I had it. And of course I cast it into my, my ring that I used to trap all these evil things and all evil energy. But when I closed it and I had the energy and stuff like that, that's when he told me it ran into the living room, which Barry took me into the living room. Then after that, and I pulled something that was smoke compared to what I just yeah. took. Yeah. Um, and after talking with him, um, I figured out that somebody below him in his apartment opened a portal that went from his place and went up to, uh, sorry, went from their place up to his place. And that's why you were getting the up and down effect. It was creating almost like a cylinder of energy going down and up, down and up of a portal that allowed spirits to come through. Hence why he was dealing with so much. And that's why I pulled so many things from there because it was coming from there. And I think that same portal is where that Cheshire Cat demon, so we call it now, yeah. was getting its energy from. It was feeding off that, along with a spirit that was attached to Barry. So when Barry brought that thing there, it became another minion to this Cheshire Cat demon that was already there. And that's why it was allowing him to be there. But I'm not 100% sure that whoever lives underneath him opened it. It might have been opened a long time ago. Yeah. But it was there. And it was just staying there at one spot. But the fact of me closing it took so much out of me literally caused me amount of immense amount of pain to do so but uh yeah that was the story with him yeah and the, and the fact that i did this through a phone i wasn't even physically there yeah but yeah me my ability has allowed me now to do something that strong that powerful mm -hmm. through a phone without it glitching and breaking yeah <laughs> which most people think what would happen but no um it did cause a lot of strain to do so but i still did it but the sensation of how it felt is like you know, almost like you're you're squeezing the top of a cap and you're turning it into nothing. Yeah. yeah. But that kind of shows too, like how, um, what I guess could get accomplished when different psychics and different uh, people with abilities work together. And that's why, like, I'm so excited when we uh, get back out there as a team and we use, because, you know, we all have abilities on the Shadow Walker Paranormal team, but they're all different. Mike has one thing, you have another, Megan has another, and I have another. So when we work together, we're able to truly help, you know, not only the other side, if they want to cross, if they are being kind of like bullied by darker malevolent spirits, um, or just need to get their story out, but can't, you know what I mean? So, um, cause, you know, when me and you basically put our heads together, we were able to locate it and I was able to keep it at least in the apartment, stop it from going in and out of the portal in a sense and see exactly what it is. Because obviously, you know, you have a hard time seeing this stuff. Well, I can't see. And if you have the, <laughs> if I can describe it to you and you have the intent of seeing it, it's easier to pull. It's like, you know, because, you know, with a naked eye, it's hard to see these things. You know? Well, I always, I remember explaining it once to someone, it's like staring through my third eye. It's why I always close my eyes when I pull. It's because I'm trying to see through my third eye and trying to see mm -hmm. what I'm actually pulling. But it's almost like trying to see shadows in the dark. Yeah. It's it's very hard. You can kind of see what's kind of there, but um, that's the most of what I can see. So it's like trying to see shadows in the dark. That's my best way to yeah. see, trying to see anything that's there. So I, I mostly have to rely on my own imagination in order to fill in the blanks of what I can't see. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so far, I messaged Barry, I think yesterday. Um, and he's doing well. He says it's very, very peaceful. It was peaceful for him for the first poll until like that stuff yeah. happened in his room. Um, but definitely he said it was a, a complete 180 degree difference. And, uh, yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening and you feel like you need help, doesn't you matter know, where you are. We can, we can, as long help as I can you. see you. Yeah. We yeah. can help you. Um, and like I said, you know, um, for the Shadow Walker paranormal team, there's, the rest of them, uh, Mike and Megan are still kind of healing with some of the stuff that they have. But hopefully, by the end of summer to the early fall, we're going to be out in full force. Because we have a pretty cool idea for a Halloween episode this year. Mm. That is probably going to be one of our most intense, but kind of like kind of cool episodes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I know I wanted to talk about the fourth or fifth dimension, the idea of it, but... I'll say our theory at the end, but the whole episode was kind of a theory to begin with. Yeah. And it, I guess in conclusion, um, the fourth and fifth dimensions essentially, and people even say there's more, like there's 11, which is like, yeah, kind of, you're kind of splitting hairs yeah. there. Because it's kind of like even theorizing past the fifth dimension is hard for us as humans yeah. because we can't, we can vaguely see the fourth, let alone it's, it takes, you know, we can hard, hardly even tap into the fifth. I have a theory though. I feel like when you, uh, I don't know how this is a little quick theory before we conclude, mm. but um, I was saying because I was getting confused of when they say 4D consciousness and 5D consciousness. Like, OK, well, what does that have to do with the dimensions? Like I was getting I kept getting confused, but I think it's when your mind is at that level. You know what I mean? Like 4D consciousness, 5D, how you react to things and how your mind reacts and you're tapping into that actively you know like the 4d consciousness the 5d consciousness yeah. or whatever um allows you to see more if that makes sense like a psychic that is in well that. the more people are spiritually awakening you and say uh the more the connection they can make to the fourth dimension in order to see past present future all that stuff um and even communicate with the spirits and such like that so that is an idea for the future uh, when it comes to us discovering what the fourth dimensional stuff can do. But uh, I think that's it for this episode. What's uh, we're doing next? So next week we are, because I know we talked about it and there was a lot of people that actually were interested. We are going to go into haunted locations that have a pirate back lore. And that's because I'm so excited about that episode. And we have a lot of spots here. Who knows? Maybe we'll take you to one. No. Next week. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I'll venture out by myself and go to these locations for you guys and get some video or something like that. Oh yeah, Blackbeard's house yeah, is that Blackbeard, yeah. There's, there's some places around here that aren't really talked about, but can be talked about now. So yeah, his house is, uh, what, Newburn, right? Beaufort. Beaufort. Which is like 45 minutes away. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll venture out and take you guys. We can't go in there. Yeah, you can go in there, but I could take you around the, the place. Yeah. It's cool. It's like a beach town, so. Um, um, yeah, so that's next week. So mm -hmm. look forward to that. Um, and as we said, now that it's been proficient, uh, you can, you know, say with our paranormal team, you can contact us and we can see if we can help you out from wherever you are. Yeah. So we got a new tool in our toolbox to use. Yeah. But as always, guys, you can catch our social media at hitting the shadows podcast.com or hitting the shot six on Twitter, 
Hidden the Podcast 2 on TikTok, or links to all our social media. Always you can listen to us at uh, com. which is like you can contact us as well. Um, mm-hmm. That's but, how Barry did, by yeah, the way. Yeah. You can contact us through there as well. Um, so if you need help and stuff like that. Also, if you want to go to the Shadow Walker Paranormal page on Instagram, you can message us through there as well. Mm-hmm. But um, as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes. Was a 